Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big Cozy, Too Cozy, a.k.a. Lyle Shade. That's my real fucking name, by the way. Shouts out to Naja, Relax the Jackson. Shouts out to Spence, a.k.a. Say Kitch, a.k.a. Say Picasso. Let's go. It's episode 52. We're right here to give you another beautiful episode of the Highly Advised Podcast. Hey, guys, let them know who you are. You know, talk some shit a little bit before we get into it. Man, what's going on, everybody? It's Spence. She's checking it out. Um, you know, St. Kitch, otherwise known. Can't call it really, man. Just taking it easy. Another beautiful day. Uh, psh, we had a whole conversation already. So, you know, it's I, I can't be nothing but happy for another beautiful day. Good weather. Life is good. So I hope I hope the listeners' lives are doing just as, just as good, if not better right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's Go going ahead, on, Nigel? This is relaxing no G underscore Jackson. I am here for another Sunday with my compadres. We are here to talk and get it in about a few topics. And things are good. Things are. Uh, I am finally making my way towards, uh, you know, running. You know what I mean? I'm not not running, but definitely walking at a nice pace. So everything's good. You know, I can't I can't really complain too much. That's what's up, man. No, that is what's up. You. Yeah, like you healed back pretty fast, actually. That's like a quick bounce back. It it felt like a long time. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it, it really you, did. You sure you're not juicing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not juicing. Where can the listeners uh, follow us at, y'all? Well, they could definitely follow us on Instagram at the Highly Advised Podcast, and they could follow us on Twitter at Advised Highly, and they could definitely subscribe to us on YouTube because we're there too. Make sure you, you guys leave reviews because we appreciate that. Leave comments because we fuck with that. You know, thumbs up or thumbs down, that's what we want to see. And if you don't fuck with that, we might throw you in the sea. So we, that's how we do it. <laughs> that's how we do it, man. <laughs> Oh, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe <laughs> to the Instagram, <laughs> subscribe to the Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, man, Holly Advised Podcast, Advised Holly One on Twitter, and as well as the Holly Advised Podcast on YouTube. Like my man Lyle said, subscribe, do something good for yourself, get entertained by the stuff that we go through, hip hop, MMA, even a little bit of other things that go on in the current events. So, you know, just thankful for you guys to be here. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of good topics, a few good topics from this week. I mean, I know one thing I wanted to start it off with was, did you guys catch the Whitaker and Gaslam fight? Yes. Yeah, I, I did. It's it, it was a, the fight, the main event was good. It was a real competitive fight, but Whitaker kind of, he did his thing. He looked very improved. It was a shutout, 50-45. And uh, the rest of the event sucked, but the main event was a, was a solid showing. I think... Robert Whitaker and Israel, they need to go ahead and run that back. Yeah, I um fell asleep throughout the fight card because it was just very boring. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, some of the fights were good. Like, the Tracy Cortez fight was uh, pretty entertaining. It was back and forth and whatnot. But it's like, there's a few fights on there that were uh, lackluster, I guess is the best way to put it. However, Robert Whitaker um, went in there and, you know, he looked very, uh, you know, composed. And as he usually does, but he he was really, like, sharp in his striking and, I didn't think that he was going to pull it out like that. I actually had, you know, Kevin Gastelum, Calvin Gastelum win in that fight. But, yeah, he beat him and soundly beat him, too. Like, he was nowhere, you know, really in the fight. He was never really dominant, never really, like, competitive. It just looked like he just went in there and beat him and even took him down and did what, pretty much what he wanted to do with him throughout the whole fight. 
Yeah, he he mixed it up really well with the striking and the wrestling. He I was very impressed with the counters he was landing. It was it's like Kevin Gaslam. He just couldn't. I don't know if he kept seeing it and he just had a bad habit, but he just kept he just kept getting cracked with a straight with a straight counter. I was just like. Uh, his coaching, I don't know if his coaching could do anything with it. If if they're like, hey, try to adapt, uh, we need to do this instead. But Robert Whitaker seems to have an answer for everything Calvin was doing. So kudos to Robert Whitaker. I think the next fight is him versus Israel. I think Marvin Vittori now needs to fight either Derek Brunson or Paulo Costa to, to get a shot after them. But Whitaker is next. But According to Marvin, he thinks he has next. Yeah. He said he's very confident. Yeah. You know, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> we already know who's, we already know who's next after last night's performance. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and for next week, we got a, the preview for Usman and uh, Masvidal. And they also showed uh previews for the other two title fights. What do you guys think about that? Since that fight is going to be the next big fight coming up next week. I'm I'm kind of excited for that next fight. Actually, I do think that Usman is probably going to end up going through with the victory again, like he did before when he fought Masvidal. Whatever Masvidal has to bring that's new to the table, I don't think it's going to be enough to take out the champion. Being that you lost the first time, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, I know Namajunas, Rose Namajunas. I I can't wait to watch that as well as the Shevchenko fight as well. So really, my main focus is the Usman fight. Like I I think Usman may end up finishing Masvidal in this fight. Well, I'll start with the Usman fight, and I'll say that I think that at at worst, we just get a more dominant fight from Kamara Usman. I don't think Jorge Masvidal is going to really go in there and bring anything that we didn't see before. Because it's not like he didn't look like he had energy in the first and, you know, the second or whatever. But Usman just went in there, took him down and worked him. And I honestly don't see Jorge Masvidal's takedown defense or ground game improving to the point where the same thing won't happen again. You know, at at worst, he's going to do exactly what he did, except better. Because let's not forget that while Jorge Masvidal stepped in on late notice, that fight was also late notice for for Kamaru Usman because he wasn't training for him. He was training for Gilbert Burns, and Gilbert Burns got COVID. So I don't really see it going any different. I agree with you, Nigel. I, I'm going to side with Spence on the, on the finish part. I think Usman is going to get, like, the earliest, a third-round finish, but I'm predicting a fourth-round finish for Usman. It's not a good fight for Masvidal. You know, he's dealing with a guy that now not only can wrestle extremely well, you know, who's his real strength is his wrestling, but his striking has improved where he's knocking people down with jabs. And I feel like, and it's not, and it might not even be that he has strong punches, but he has the fundamentals of a good jab, which is, you see what happened with Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns, he couldn't adapt to that. And his ass eventually folded. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying Masvidal is a, is a poor, you know, striker, but I just think that he can't mix it up as well as Usman can. You know, I don't think Usman is going to try to get in there in a boxing match. No, he's going to exchange a little bit, probably press him against the fence, work his ass. And I think eventually he's going to be able to pull off the finish. Now, where I agree with Nigel, at worst, it'll just be a dominant decision. I don't think Masvidal has a chance, man. And this is his, this is the final chapter in the, in the street Judas, street Jesus era 
because after this, people will see like, hey, you know, time's up. Now you have to fight real fighters again because he was doing that. Then out of nowhere, he just, he pulled a Tyron Willie. He only wants particular fights. It's weird, you know. Uh, far as the co-main event goes, or co-main events, I should say, I, I'm picking uh, Zhang Weili to beat Rose. I think Zhang, is just, she's very nice. She's all around. She's a really good fighter. Rose is always good, too, but Rose, here's the thing with her. She has that talent, and shes you could tell she's elite, but she, she's inconsistent. And she, it's like she'll win two or three fights, then she'll lose what when and when she lose she lose very in devastating fashion like getting planted on top of her head type shit so like i see whaley beating her in a decision i don't i think it's gonna be very competitive that actually might be fight of the night honestly so listeners definitely pay attention to that fight because those two ladies they're gonna put on a show uh far as shevchenko and andrage i think shevchenko is just gonna take her to school she's gonna outclass her in every way. Andras, she's just a bulldog with power. Against Shevchenko, who's world-class striking, who's wrestling at a world-class level, she can also pull off submissions. And Andras, once again, she'll lose another title fight. So those are my predictions for next week's big fight card. I got Zhang Weili in the co-main event. Um, I think overall she just will show up for almost all of the reasons you gave. Like she's been showing and proving that she belongs there and she is the champion. Rose Namajunas will show up, I think, for this fight. But I think even still, Zhang Weili is overall the better fighter in the situation. If Rose Rose shows up and isn't on her game, I think the fight ends in the second or third round. But I don't think that's going to happen because it's a championship fight and she hasn't, you know, not shown up for a championship fight before. So I'm sure she'll be with it. Um, as far as Shevchenko, she, she's going to win that fight. Jessica Andrade, she's a good fighter, but she's not on her level. Valentina is going to go ahead and take the belt home like, like she's been doing. She's the second best behind Amanda. And, you know, that's pretty much there, all there is to that. I don't think Jessica is skilled enough to beat her. And even if she were to get in trouble by her from, like, maybe getting caught, I think she could take her to the ground and finish her. So that's just that. Yeah, most definitely. I am curious, like, what you're saying with Masvidal. After this loss that that we all predict that he's going to take, I wonder how it impacts, like, the next fights that he goes into. Because essentially, definitely now in in the era that we live in now, especially, like, if you lose twice against the champion, like, there's... The road to another title to another title fight is like is a harder path, especially when the champion is still the, the same person. So I'm curious to see what happens with him moving forward. But the other cards, yeah, I'm I'm looking at not the other cards, but the other fight, the other co co mains. Um, I I feel the same exact way. So yeah, the I think it's a good fight card. Fans of MMA, listeners, fans of us, the listeners. Definitely tune in. I think it's going to be an entertaining night. Uh, my, I just think that the the women fights they're going to be far more competitive than the main event. It seems like the main event is like, hey, Usman, we're giving you a showcase against a, a big name. Just go ahead, put another whooping on him, so we can start selling you to the moon. Well, he's doing something similar to uh, what Izzy did last night with Robert Whitaker because, like, he fought, he won a fight called somebody out. Izzy's coming back down, calling out the opponent he wants, being Robert Whitaker. You know what I mean? So it makes sense. Yes. If Usman wins, which we believe he will, who do you think he should fight next? Or 
ideally. Well, I think there's only two guys. It's either you go ahead and give Kobe a, a title shot and get that blood feud over, or you give it to Leon, assuming he beats uh, Nate Diaz. That's fair enough. I agree I with can, that. Yeah, I was going to say, I can get with that one. Yeah. I can get with that one. There's another fight announced officially for the first time this week. We know that the Conor McGregor Dustin Poirier trilogy is taking place in July, on July 10th, if I'm not mistaken. And it sold out immediately. To me, I would say it's like kind of like a rollout for that fight with the whole thing going back and forth where Conor, I guess Conor was, had said he was making a donation to Dustin and then right. his charity. Then it became this whole feud and then eventually it became something we end up seeing. So um, I'm curious to see how that fight goes. Right now they have it 1-1. So I mean, for the trilogy, it could go either way. But I do have Conor in that fight, to be honest with you, just because of what we've seen from Conor before. Conor has a Conor definitely has a an approach of after taking a loss, he tries to learn from it. Now, granted, he said it was ring rust, but I mean, I think as the closer we get to the fight, more I think more things will come out for us to really make those our, a stronger opinion on our predictions. Right now, I'm picking Conor, but I'm not saying that as like Dustin can't win again because Dustin can easily win again, and I think this fight is more or less of does Conor still got it? Or is he really done? Because a loss for him, it's over. Because there's no easy fights in the lightweight division. No easy fights in the welterweight division. I mean, I don't think he'll ever cut down a featherweight where he could probably reign supreme again. He, This is like make or break for Connor. It's not make or break for Dustin. But for Connor, it is. Because if he loses again... All the luster, all the mystic max shit, all that is down the drain. And now he'll be looked at as on the downside of his career. So if he wins this, the UFC could still sell that fantasy a little while longer. But if he loses this, Dana might be starting to look put his eggs in another basket. Because the thing about the UFC, you have to win fights. It's okay to lose. It's not like our next topic, the corrupt-ass boxing. It's okay to lose. But you have to win the big fights. You you just got to win it. You got to win it more times than you don't. So that's that's just my quick thoughts on that. What do you? I mean, what about you, Nigel? I mean, what I will say for now is that I think we're gonna see the return of the extreme shit talking Connor in some ways. Like if you've seen, he's already saying like he wants like this belt and that belt and da 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 da. And also, like, you know, Dustin came out and apologized for putting their business out there. But I'm sure that might open the door for Connor to talk some shit and not feel like any type of way about it. Like he usually does. But I mean, like, he's also been a little humble in his last two rollouts in in comparison to his fights prior. So I'm kind of curious to see what type of shit talking he's going to do. And I think if he goes in there and beats Dustin, we'll have a lot more to talk about after they fight. But... There was another fight last night that happened, like Lyle was alluding to. Jake Paul knocked out Ben Askren in the first round. And we now have to sit here and deal with this YouTuber who keeps on knocking out these so-called, you know, opponents that he's fighting. Well, they are his opponents. I was going to say they're not so-called opponents. They are his opponents. 
these are actually like he's he's beating professional athletes. We can say that. That's <laughs> the thing, though. They're professional <laughs> athletes. athletes. So not boxers. That's, that's the I thing. know, and I agree there. That that's the thing. That's the gimmick behind this whole thing of that. There, he said. I was thinking about this last night when I saw it. Like he's thought about this perfectly. Hey, I'm going to fight celebrities that are so. First, I fight a, a prime athlete, uh, not a prime athlete, but I fight an athlete like Nate Robinson, knock him out. Cool. Now I fight uh, Ben Askren, who is a Olympic level wrestler, who has also been a, uh, who was once a, a phenom and I think what in Bellator or whatnot. And he tried in the UFC and it didn't really work for him, but he's a, a legitimate fighter, right? But the thing is with Ben Askren, the thing that most people know, and I had a feeling Ben Askren might lose this fight, was he. He's not anybody that knows him knows he's not a, a fighter that's good with standing up. Even when he fought last night, he wasn't even defending himself. So when he got kind of clocked, it wasn't surprise. It, it wasn't. It was a surprise, but it wasn't a surprise. Now Jake Paul in this case, I think Jake Paul is going to have somewhere up. I think he's. I think he's going to try to up the ante. I think it's going to be against someone that's like a pastime fighter still. So. Uh, man, so that whole event was a piece of shit event. You know, it, it was. It was a joke was. event. Was you know, bad. they had 10 concerts. You know, it was like after oh, every really? fight, after every fight, there was like three fucking... Re- Yo, when Whitaker and Gaston was going on, me and Alex was watching that, during the, the Paul Askren fight, the, Justin Bieber was having a whole concert. He was, ha- he was performing like five, five songs. songs. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Like and Doja came, Doja Cat came out and did a couple songs too. Yeah, like that. Oh, really? I yeah. only watched the Aspen fight. So I, I was going on Twitter just to see what people think, and people were not happy. They're like, "Look, I paid my hard earned money for corruption, and I got even more corruption. Like your, their job is to mask the corruption because we already know it's corrupt." We're, it's like pro wrestling. We know it's scripted. So we're going into it to be to have some type of entertainment from this scam and sham. But instead, you know, we're going into it and you guys tonight, you guys don't even care. It's like, yeah, we're corrupt. We're celebrating our corruption tonight. And we know that you guys are bought into it. You guys are all suckers. Now listen to some Justin Bieber. And people were not... People were not happy, even before the Jake Paul fight. And I, and I know, Spence, you only just seen the main event, but there was this co-main event between one boxer, and, and, and I can't pronounce his name, but I've seen his name before, I guess another guy who looked like he was just brought in to stare at the lights. And <laughs> this, this the one boxer, I think his first name is Regis or whatever. You know, right. listeners, fill people in the comments. Yeah, Phil Phillison, I can't pronounce his name. But he hit him with a, with a body shot, and the body shot didn't even connect all the other way. But this guy acted like he got low blowed in DDT the way he was like sh- squirming around the floor. So they did like 10 replays. And he-, he Are you serious? He yeah, he was not, on the ground for like 10 minutes. They did like 10 replays and he didn't punch him nowhere near his nuts. Nowhere oh, wow. near. He barely he, connected. He barely connected on the body shot. And it wasn't even the big section. We were talking about like, on the side of his body. But this guy's acting like, you know, he got, you know, fucking kicked right in his nuts. They brought out a stretcher for him. I'm like, you guys were talking about, everybody was talking about Uh Aljamain Sterling. This guy just took the Oscar for the next three years. Like, he fucking, he sold that shit. And it's like, dude, no one punched you there. Even the commentators, who were egregious, by the way, the commentating last night was 
some of the worst. Well, I was going to say, sports. speaking of Oscar, <laughs> they said that uh, he was uh, pretty toasty up there the whole time. That's I, what they I said. Ha- I haven't even got to the best part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Oscar De La Hoya was... Yeah, co- coked out of his mind. And, 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 <laughs> and, and I, the whole world saw last night what I've been saying on this podcast for a while now. This guy, he just, this is him. He is the face of a cocaine junkie. Like, he is part <laughs> of that. Fu- yeah, he's part of that. Like, come on. Everybody's seen that. The, he, it was like, he. it was very visible. This had He had a line under his nose. And he was just going off the rails. Like, this dude is, he's, it's so incredible. It's so incredible. Like, and I don't know how people got suckered into paying 50 to $60. This is like it's this is a real life circle. I mean, circus. You paid it's, for an online like, concert, several online concerts, and some shitty fights. Like, some very I, bad fights. Yeah. And, I mean, but what this do you is expect, not talking. This is not talking the main event. Yeah, I was about to say, we still have to talk <laughs> about the actual <laughs> fight that like, happened. Yeah, like, this like, is not talking the main event. We're talking about this promotion called Triller. Where it seems like it's angling towards joke fights. Well, well hold on, wait, no, no, no. Well, well, hold on, wait. So what Triller's doing isn't so bad because it's making them a lot of money, and it's like if these if these celebrities were actually taking it serious, then it'd be like okay, cool. But the way it's being booked, like we know what Ben Askren brings to the table against a Jake Paul, but the public just sees, hey, Jake Paul, this YouTuber who just knocked out Nate Robinson, is going to go fight another professional athlete world-class athlete whatever the case in this is. case a professional fighter right in this case a professional fighter so i don't blame triller like do i like the format of how they do things i'm not a fan but i know that somebody who's probably watched that show would probably like a justin bieber so i'm not mad at them for doing it i don't like it i think it's shitty but no i have no problem with how if this is where they're perceiving it as like Hey, this is legitimate boxing. This is like real prime time. But don't watch HBO. Don't watch Showtime. Watch Triller. Because that's, we ha- that's what they they're ha- supposed to do. And that's the part. That's the part why people don't like it. They're handing everybody Triller Fight Club championships. Now we, we just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, is that Pharrell legitimate? Is, is that is that le- now now they're uh, world champions? Jake Paul is a world champion. According to Triller, but he has and, a world and, championship title. Do you and, see what I'm saying Triller, about boxing? <laughs> okay, but at the same time, I'm I I understand that, right? I totally understand that part. But at the same time, from the business standpoint of like what Triller is, they are Triller was Triller was nothing. Triller was a, has always been a form of entertainment, right? Right. And now and now what we have now are we we're going back into the age of celebrity fighting, right? Okay. Which I'm not mad Celebrity. at, honestly. Yeah. Because they're just exactly. they're making like, their money. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's, it's safe it's, for them, you know? Exactly. It's an entertainment thing for the fans. The fans get to watch something that's entertainment, as well as the catalyst behind this whole thing that drives this thing as a quote unquote professional looking thing from like your perspective is probably because it's Jake Paul. Because Jake Paul is Jake Paul is like someone that has vehemently said, like, I guess he wants to be a professional fighter. The the fact that he's winning fights is the fact that it's no different than Connor. Granted, it's totally different. Connor's a professional fighter in a professional sport of of that same sport, fighting professional fighters. In this case, they're using someone like Jake Paul who's like, yo, listen, I'm on a street, it's hot, 
and just keep just keep putting the money behind me because at this point, what people are paying for is not to see Jake Paul win. Uh, what people are paying for is to see if he's going to lose. And that's all it is. And they realize, yo, if this is how we sell it, this is how we sell it. And they know I didn't, I like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I can say this, like if you have Justin Bieber, if you have Snoop Dogg as one of the as one of the commentators, like and Justin Bieber performing, like as well as Doja Cat and so on and so forth. Like those are things that like, like just like Nigel said, I agree where it might not be something, it might not be my preference, but it's for the, it's pretty much for entertainment. Like, I mean, let's be honest. If you hear, if you see that Jake Paul is fighting someone, I, unless you have no understanding of what professional boxing is or professional fighting or professional combat sports in, in general, if you have no idea what any of that is, you're going to think, oh, Jake Paul must be somebody or these people that he's putting them up against must be someone like it. More than likely, they're taking Jake Paul's audience, which is pretty huge. And they're masking, they're matching it against like, oh, some kid that only knows who Jake Paul is, but has no idea who Ben Askren is or Nate Robinson is. They just know it's a professional athlete or a professional fighter. I can't and, knock them, but it's it is what it but is. That, that's the problem I have with they're selling a bad narrative, right? They're in a for, in the form of business, they're doing what they need to do, which is, hey, how can we outdo the biggest scam artist in boxing? We could do it with Jake Paul. Last night they've made a killing. They're like, hey, we have perfected the art of scamming and we've done <laughs> it, you know. But the problem I have with the narrative they're trying to sell is they're trying to sell like, hey, Jake Paul is a legitimate boxer. Okay, if you talk about that, he has a professional record of 3-0, and and he's getting licensed by the commission to fight guys who's brought in to do the light, to stare at the lights. Yeah, okay, you could say that. He's a legitimate boxer. But everybody with common sense and consciousness, especially, with, and I'm not even talking about the people who watch fights on the regular like us, we know like this is a sham. This guy is selling snake oil to the to the T because like look at his record and look who he beat. He beat a fucking YouTuber that nobody I don't even know who the fucking YouTuber is, but he beat him. Yeah. Then he beats KSI. Nate Robinson. He, no, he didn't beat KSI. Oh, he lost to KSI? No, no, his, his brother. His brother lost to KSI. Uh -huh. But um he, he beat a fucking YouTuber, then he beat Nate Robinson, who was no longer the NBA, out of out of his athletic prime, and Nate Robinson didn't even train for that fight like Jake Paul did. Jake Paul, I give credit to Jake Paul; he took that shit serious. While Nate Robinson just thought I could just beat some random white boy from the suburbs, and he got his ass knocked out viciously. So like he beat him, then he comes in and he fights Ben Askren, who is a world class MMA fighter. But here's the thing about MMA that you can't do a boxing, you know grapple if you saw enough ben asker fights you know okay this guy he he's not even going to try to trade with you he's going to grapple you and if he grapples you it could be a very long night for you obviously boxing is far from his wheelhouse you see ben Askren, it looks like the dude did a train a day right it looked like hey i'm getting Bro. my i'm getting my million dollar payday i'm gonna come here i'm gonna act a little serious i'm gonna dive I'm gonna walk out. You see, after the thing, him and his wife were kissing each other like red panty night. We did it, you know. Like so, it's to me that's the problem that I have. They, in a post fight thing, they asked Jake Paul, "Hey, Jake, now that you beat an MMA fighter and you beat a professional athlete, when are you gonna fight a real boxer?" 
He said, hey, I'm going to fight whoever I want to fight, a.k.a. I'm not going to fight a real boxer because I know once I do, it's like I'm a fucking kung fu master. The the gimmick is out. Everybody knows this is a sham. It, it doesn't work. Well, you here's know, the like, thing. Like, he has to eventually fight. Like, his competition has to keep on getting better because if it doesn't, then what he's doing becomes stale. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to elevate at this point in time over time that's just the way it is like he can't fight another fighter that's like a neighbor he can and he can make money but it's like it's not a lasting thing if you don't get at least slightly better with who you're fighting over time he's not gonna fight a real boxer nacho the most he will ever do is fight a credible striker for MNA. i'm not saying he is i don't think he will but i'm saying that if he doesn't his his gimmick can't last is what i'm saying he'll he will never fight because he last night he fought at 190, which is kind of like you could have a middleweight or a light heavyweight cut and weight to fight around that. He's not going to fight your Robert Whitakers, Paulo Costa, no. Israel Adesanya's. He's not even going to fight the cruiserweight, the top cruiserweight boxers in boxing. He's not. He just won't do it. The when, top light heavyweight boxers, he'll 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 never do it. He they will like, be wise not to fight him either. Well. Well, I mean, if they if they want a quick payday, but if they're talking about you know legitimizing their record, yeah, you know, what's the point of trying to fight a guy like him? Like, it is crazy. Like, and I understand why his trainers are sitting there cheerleading and they got pom poms on because they're thinking like, yo, we just we we got a good paycheck, we got an easy paycheck, you it's know, more money, like, more money. So yeah, so good for, uh, from a business aspect, I'm not mad at it, but from a credible sport thing as jake keeps trying to say it's a joke isn't a sham because you're not fighting real boxers bro and and if he does fight a real boxer he might fight some amateur level guy who's making his debut and he's not he's not gonna fight hey you're gonna fight this very you know veteran boxer he won't do it he but, just but won't do it dispense his point but though, even what then. is he supposed to do other than put himself on like he is like the shit you know what i mean but like, he's he's coming out saying he wants to be a legitimate boxer what is he supposed to say if he's trying to sell tickets yeah and he's trying to sell pay-per-views same, my bad sorry Spence. yeah it's that that you have to to sell pay-per-views you have to put on. There is a certain stick that you have. You have to run. I'll give you that. I absolutely agree. But I do also think, like, if he were to fight, like, I, I think in the case for Jake Paul, you have to think of your think of it like this. Because to me, I don't even have a problem with any of it because I look at it for. I look at it like like the that show that used to come on MTV with a celebrity, uh, whatever Love death match. match. Yeah, mm, that's like, what you think of it, like a very violent cartoon. No, Jesus. no, no. Nah, but I, when I say that, I say it like in terms of like that shows perp- the purpose of that show then was as a piece of entertainment of what if you had these, if you could get your favorite celebrities to fight each other. But no, nah, so like with Jake Paul, my thing is with him, he just has at, at this point, it's all entertainment, like the celebrity thing, like the celebrity cartoon show MTV used to have. But the thing is now he's in order for him to get to that point where like, he's going to keep selling it. Like, Hey, this is, I'm a real fighter. I'm a real boxer, blah, blah, blah. But we got to look at it as entertainment. Cause that's all it is at the end of the day. And the second thing of it is just this, that if he, if he were to fight somebody, right, that's an actual boxer, let's say he fights a professional boxer that's having their first or second professional fight and he beats them, right? Well, then go off and probably say, oh, it's still not credible. But if you really think about it, 
at that point, it would be like, hey, he's a legitimate fighter. Now, if him and Oscar were to step in the ring, right? Then that's a, if he was to beat Oscar, if he was to step in the ring with Oscar De La Hoya, then that would be a whole nother conversation of like, hey, even if he was to make it out of, even if he was to make it two rounds with Oscar De La Hoya, that would be a big conversation in itself, right? But the reality, just no matter what you want to call Oscar, no matter what you want to title him as, no matter what you want to say he's doing it for, at the end of the day, it would be this is a Hall of Fame legend. Jake Paul, he may become he could fight professionally, but he'll never be an elite fighter. He couldn't even if honestly, even if he fought Ryan Garcia, despite him weighing 190 and Ryan Garcia weighs 120, Ryan right. Garcia would box his head off. Devin Haney would box his head off. Tank Johnson boxes hit off. Like Lomachenko would, would even box his hit off. And they're like, there's a huge gap difference. Like Andre Ward could come out of retirement and knock his head off. So like, my bad. Free say what you're gonna say aloud. Um, they said that the next fight for Oscar uh could possibly be Tyron Woodley. Yeah, so I I mean I, I would watch that. It'd be interesting, right? Because you have, you know, an old old cokehead going against somebody who's who's got knocked out five times. I mean, not knocked out five times in a row, but he lost five times in a row. So, you know, that that to me is more legitimate than Jake Paul fighting somebody because at least we have a retired Hall of Famer who fell hard from grace and he's taking drugs over his, his pride versus a guy who just... You know, he's getting beat by <laughs> this guy. God, man. Like. This guy who's he's getting really beat and dominated by the toughest competition that's being thrown his way. And for him to get a payday against a a, a, a stained, a tainted Hall of Famer and Oscar would have been, you know, to me that's fine. That's that's a, a that's a battle of that's that to me that's more competition than entertainment. So I'm fine with that. And more unfortunate news, we've had a couple situations this week that uh, happened with, uh, you know, law enforcement. And in two situations, um, one person was killed, Dante Wright, and another situation was a bad uh, traffic stop to a Army lieutenant. It's it's kind of uh, unfortunate, you know what I mean, more or less, you know, that people are having to deal with this. And it's it's. Just two sad situations, you know what I mean? Um, in Minneapolis, there was a lot of, you know, uproar about it. They had to, you know, postpone a couple games. And as far as the other one with the lieutenant, I'm not sure exactly as to where that happened, but definitely um, that cop was fired. So definitely uh, hope that they find justice in those situations. Yeah, yeah. The, the situation with Dante Wright, you know, first of all, definitely rest in peace to him and shouts out to his family, like condolences to them because you know they had to use lose a, a loved one uh i know there's going to be some back and forth about the dante Wright one you know because of there's people coming out saying well he should have never did what he was doing for him to get placed in a situation he was of getting shot then you have the other people coming out saying like you know this is supposed to be a trained professional who's supposed to protect and serve and she she claims it was a taster, but instead she whipped out, you know, her gun. And I feel like that one is going to be very, um, a debated one from both sides, whether you think it's right or wrong. That one is also, is, is a big controversy right now. And they charged the lady second degree murder, but right now she's out on bond. So 
that one we'll definitely see what it's going to be like and it's just a very unfortunate situation again with police officers killing an unarmed black man and the one with the lieutenant that officer should be like ashamed of himself because i read into that one and apparently when they were trying to pull him over because he had new tags or unregistered tags i don't know had something to do with his tags he was trying to pull up they wanted him to pull over in a dark area or he was trying to pull over in a in a lidded area which is legal to do because it wasn't like he was running from the police so he did that he was compliant to what they're saying and this guy was just like freaked out started pepper spraying him and shit so he sued and of course the police department of that officer that got fired they fired his ass and because no i mean if you watch the video you've seen the guy was just dead wrong there's nothing to like dispute about it he was dead wrong for what he did so <laughs> it's just man what a what a time man we i thought after last year's events not saying that it would go away but you would figure things would be a bit more cautious from the side of law enforcement but no it's just goes to show man it's it's still vibrant and still strong from their end. In the situation with the lieutenant, I watched that video a couple times and I just didn't understand as to why the cop was being the aggressor in the way he was, you know? And I think that's really what, you know, caught me off guard about it all. Like, it was just like, the the I'm not sure what else he could have done to stop what happened, you know, and getting pepper sprayed and whatnot. It just seemed like he was trying his best to comply, but he just wanted to know as exactly as what was going on. Sprayed him, dragged him out the car. You know what I mean? I think he has every right, you know, to handle the situation the way he does. But it was just like I said, both of those situations are just unfortunate, honestly. Yeah, the um, both those um, both of these situations are very unfortunate. Uh, I've kept my eye on some of this stuff uh, over the week. Uh, there's not much more I can really say. Uh, I. It is, at least it's good seeing with the, especially with the lieutenant where, because you guys said that the police officer was uh, actually uh, let go from the force. So. Fired. Big, yeah. big fat F. Yeah. Fired. Yeah. As so he should. It's good seeing at least where they're, like, they're actually going through a process in terms of like, feeling as though like, hey, this, we feel as though this is excessive. So these are the actions that we find as the employer that we should take. So. Uh, I'm happy about that. I, I just want to just say like, uh, cause I don't have much more to be said, much more to say on it. Just except seeing where all, how all this stuff plays out as time moves forward. Um, and just send out my pr- prayers and condolences to Dante Wright's family. So everybody just be safe and uh, keep telling your loved ones that you love them. Cause you just may never know one day you could be doing something very innocent, mind your own business, but then you're a part of something like way out of your control so everybody stay safe much as possible yeah and uh in other news you know maybe you should also invest in some dogecoin the prices for that have went up a lot you know like over the last few days it's been kind of interesting to actually watch the rise of dogecoin if you invested early earlier let's say in maybe like december or whatnot your stocks have risen by like maybe thousands of percents so it's kind of crazy um, to see all this going on. I've looked at it. I haven't. I haven't done any investing in it. Um, I don't know. Like it's. Like I always say. Like I always have my own. Like I have my own principles when it comes to investing. But I see it like this. Like until I really look into it, I can actually figure out whether I want to get into it. But from what I've seen so far, that it 
it has done like a crazy increase over the past like six or seven months like especially and right now it sounds like there's a a lot i went on my instagram feed and on twitter there's a lot of people now i'm starting to see where like hey they're they're about to invest in dogecoin or they've already they've just invested in it so it's good seeing that it's that some people are able people are able to capitalize off this moment so curious to see what happens like moving forward what i will say is right now i think the peak of touch it was definitely way over 45 cents oh i want to say hit 50 cents listeners commenters correct me if i'm wrong but i think the peak was 50 cents then it went back down to 40 for a while now it's like in the 30 cent range 29 cent range and i was having a short discussion with nigel about it i was like this is good because for people who are looking to have a lot of coins or shares however you want to call it you want it to be low so you can buy a lot more before the next big spike and the reason why it's been going down is because people have been cashing out on it there's people who have hundreds of thousands of shares before this week's last week's spike so those people, they probably already made a cool six, seven, six, maybe seven figures. And they're kind of like, hey, I'm out the game. I got my money. So that's why you see that shit going the way it is. But I, I look at it as like, treat this like a long-term thing, kind of like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Treat it like those, you know, because if you continue to invest and invest and invest, don't be surprised with yourself, listeners. In 10 years, you got a large six, maybe seven figures in your bank account because you trusted the process. So don't give up on it. Don't be mad that it's, you know, it's down back down to 30 cents. That's just how the game works. And, you know, for those who's holding out and is still keeping their, their shares or coins, good job on you because, you know, it's going to benefit you in the long run. And none of this financial advice, by the way, we, uh, you know, don't have any type of, you know, legal situation to give that type of, yeah, you know, yeah. that out. We are legally not allowed to give you financial advice, so please take this as an opinion of all of our right. own individual yes. opinion, and yeah. none of this will be used as advice. Anything that you choose to do in terms of investing is only up to you. None yes. of this, if this, if you allow this to influence your decision, that is because you've made a logical decision on your own behalf that you wanted to do this, and this was another piece of information based off an opinion. No, it's not financial advice or nothing like that. You're right. It's just, you know, three calm, cool kings, you know, just having a conversation and just getting their thoughts out there. But I'm not telling Joe, Bob, Sally, and Sarah what they need to do because they're damn sure not telling me what I need to do. So that's, like Spence said, this is not professional, legal, financial advice. This just is an opinion of the most coziest man in the world. So that's it. So... Speaking of of other cozy things, guys, guess what? Me and my homeboy, Mr. Gilroy Jack, were coming out with something extremely cozy at the end of the month. So more details to follow. And we want, you know, this is something cool for us. And we want everybody to be intrigued by what we're going to do. So... But I'm gonna pass along to Nigel though. <laughs> well, <laughs> shameless plug, man. Yeah. Shameless plug, a little mysterious project going on. We had a couple other projects released this Friday, one of them being Conway with his new um album. How do you pronounce that, y'all? Anybody? La Machina. What does that mean? I couldn't tell you. The um, machine. 
that probably that would make the most sense. I'm not sure. It would sure. make sense, right? Listeners, why don't you tell us? So what you think of the album, guys? Yeah. I uh, I loved it. I had to listen to it again in order to say as to where I am gonna place it as far as like my albums of the year and whatnot. But it's definitely one of the better albums that come out this year for sure. I enjoyed it. It was cool. There was a you know a decent bit, a bit of good songs on there. I think right now I can't say that I like the production more than plugs I'm at too. But overall, like I do like the project, you know, so it's not bad. Spence, sir. Um, the project to me, the project was really good. Um. It's it, I listened to it like it's immediately like after it came out or after it was announced on social media like that morning. So I checked it out. It's a really good project personally. Um, I think this this project to me so far, um, it reminds me of how even and even Conway breaks it down within the album, but it reminds me of like where Conway's placement is within Griselda in terms of like how we have the mastermind, which is West Side, and we have the star of the show, which is Benny. But at the end of the day, we we can't forget about when it comes to all of that stuff combined, you have like the terms of the lyricist, it's it's uh, Conway, who's at the forefront when it comes to the lyricism side of Griselda. So uh, I, I, I really enjoyed the project. He had a chance to actually showcase some of his new fight, not fighters, um, some of his new artists, for his drum work label, which was pretty good, um, as well as even having a, a, a feature with Ludacris as well. So it was a pretty good album. Um, I personally would give it right now maybe a four out of five. It, of course, something like this is so early, it's got to live with me a little bit longer before I can come up with a conclusion, whether it's where it ranks itself within my top albums of the year, or at least of the first or second quarter. So, uh, But as of right now, that's where I got it at. This this to, this album to me is is also a four out of five. I think the lyricism is a one five stars. I think Conway is really spitting on this album. I think he did his his thing for sure. Why I don't give it a five out of five? I agree with Nigel. Some of the production is kind of like okay. Uh, there's some good production on there, but some of it is kind of like Conway could have chose a different beat. You know, his lyricism is carrying the beat so much, where it's kind of like okay, you know, you don't. We can ignore the beat, but this album is one of the better rap projects so far in the first quarter of the year. And right now, to me, the top two projects is this and Plugs I'm at too, as far as rapping goes. I, I take so <laughs> far, far as rapping goes, these are the top two rap projects for me. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Griselda fan or anything like that. I'm saying that because I compare to other rap projects. I mean, that people who are rapping, let's be real, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Jeez. Conway wasn't the only one that dropped a, you know, a legitimate project. Young Thug, mm -hmm. he dropped one too, but this time he dropped one with his label, the YSL label, which is an acronym for Young Storm Life for those who don't know. They dropped Slime Language too. Now, I don't know if you guys really listen to it, but I listen to it. And my verdict on the album is the first half is kind of hard. It's kind it got fire songs, you know. It got that Drake feature, Rowdy Rebel, Travis Scott, et cetera, et cetera. Then the second half was just like, man, you, I, I did not care for it. And I understand what Thug was trying to do. He was just trying to put on his artist more. Right. 
but I just was not a fan of of his artists. I mean, I like Gunna. I like, you know, I think Lil Duke or Lil, yeah, it's Lil Duke. He's cool. Lil Keed, he's hit or miss for me. Um, Yak Gotti, he's kind of on the, he, you know, he's kind of cool. And, you know, but like the other ones, I, I maybe I have to listen to more of their stuff, but I wasn't a fan, too much of a fan of that. A lot of autotune. So and there was more autotune in the second half than the first half. So that might be why I didn't enjoy it as much. But what did you guys think? I only listened to about the first half of it, but all the songs I heard, I like. Maybe I heard a few that I like more than others, but like, of course, the song Ski that we saw Quavo and Future dancing to, you know, that, like. That song is hard. That song is a good song. Um, there's a few other songs on there, but that's just the first one that pops in my head other than the intro. Um, I like it so far. I like Young Thug's music. I have no complaints. And, you know, I hope to listen to the rest of it. Yeah, same here. Um, I, I've only gotten through, I've listened, I've had the whole thing play in the background, but I only listened to like the first half of it, like actually listening, listening. So I can't really, I can't, I can't form like a full opinion, but I do know one of my friends actually said the same thing in terms of like preferring the first half than the second half. The second half they could have did without. Um, the the one song I do remember standing out to me was the song with Little Baby, where Little Baby had like a fire verse on there as well, yeah. as well as having like, of course, then he has Drake and so on and so forth. So as of right now, I as of right now I can't form a a full opinion but i can't say i like the album or what i've heard so far at least i'll go back and listen to it more and i can probably give a better opinion at, at like over time so the the song i like the most on there before we just like stop talking about this shit i like the song with roddy rebel the best so far oh yeah that is a good mm. song that song i kind of i enjoyed that and i was actually enjoying roddy rebel's part in it a lot more than thugs and i'm not saying thugs part was bad it was it was good too but I just enjoyed that song. I was like, wow, this song is dope as hell to me. I like the Drake song too, but I don't know. I just like the Roddy Rebel and the Travis Scott songs more. Yeah, I mean, Roddy Rebel, like he's... One thing I can say, because I did, did like that song as well, I think the thing with Roddy Rebel now is like he's he's actually one of the hotter... Like he's one of the... He has a huge anticipation for him. And so far he's delivered in terms of adjusting from being in jail for seven years to now being back in the music scene. So well, Roddy Rebel, I definitely can feel you on that. Did, I, and we didn't have anything to say about it. Well, we didn't plan about this, but um, did you guys see about the backlash Bobby Smurda was f- receiving earlier this week? For oh. his supposedly girlfriend or whatever? Yeah, it was that. And then I, I saw something about the girlfriend thing, but I also saw something about, um, I guess he was playing a snippet and I guess a lot of people weren't feeling the snippet. I mean, uh, I, no, I, I didn't, I didn't hear the snippet thing. I thought you were talking about like the, the, the girlfriend. yeah, the girlfriend stuff. Yeah. See, here's the thing, right? I'm not going to judge him off a of snippet anyway. That shit's dumb. Like these people are so hungry to get some music from Bobby Smurdo, like, let him put out music the way he wants. Nah, for real. It's like, we're going to judge him off of like 30, 40 seconds. Like, fuck that. That's, that's dumb. I mean, it, eh. Kind of, but not really. Just only reason I get what you're saying, but my thing is, like, we live in an era now where snippets are the thing. Like every yeah. hot, every song that, every song that ends up becoming like a hot song 
it was a snippet first that everybody was like, yo, I can't wait till this comes out. I can't wait till this comes out. Yo, when is this coming out? Hey, yo, Dirk, you need to drop this. Hey, Drake, you need to drop this. Hey, such and such, you need to drop this. Like, Do you remember when you heard the snippet for Playboy Cardi's album? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like was- it? I, I I was excited to listen to a whole lot of red. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it personally, yeah. but a lot of people didn't. No, uh, I mean, a lot of people didn't no. like the album. So. A lot of people didn't like the album, but one thing I will tell you now, I was telling Nigel that the one, the album is growing on me more and more. I listen to it because I'm starting to understand this is this is not, not a bad album. No, no, no. It's not that what, whatever he's saying. It's, I'm not. I'm now. I'm removed from the rap portion of it. <laughs> I, I have. I have accepted. Hey, this is not real rap music. Let me listen to it for just music. You know, I can understand why motherfuckers go crazy over his music. It's. It reminds me 100 of like the fucking 90s, early 2000s. Well, more 90s like rock music where people fucking just raving, going crazy over it. And they hear the sounds, they're not really paying attention to what he's saying. Cause he like, when you listen to the lyrics, it's not, it's not great. We, we all could sit there and we all agree. All right. But when you listen to like the, the and this is what I was saying about Die Lit. It's like, there's something about this dude's music where you just listen to it. You just like, man, I, I'm vibe energized. Yeah, I'm vibe out to, I could turn up to this shit, you know? That that's the thing, and I think once I removed myself from that, from a whole lot of red, like rapping wise, I started to like it a little more. <laughs> I I still can't get through that whole thing. But like, you don't you don't listen to music like that though, you know? Not to that not to that type of music. No, that's what I'm saying. You don't you don't listen to music like that. You're more like, you know, you do listen to trap shit and all that stuff, but you. You know, lyricism, boom bap. That's more like your your speed. Yeah, I mean, but even then, though, like I'm into like that other type of stuff. Like I've always been into alternative music, right? Okay. But like it's some I I put like this, and it sounds kind of crazy when I put it this way. But the words that he's uh, to me, his music isn't legible, and like legible is typically like something that you see in terms of writing. But like when I'm here, when I'm here, like. That legible no, right. is legible is completely different than something of an audio thing, right? Of an audio yeah. perception. But it's just to me, it's like when I listen to the music, I don't feel I don't know what's going on. It's kind of like it, it his music to me just reminds me that hey, I'm in a different era. I come from a different era of music. And like if this is it, it's it. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like the Koi Laray or whatever her name is. Um, I've, I'm not sure where her last name is, but even her, like she put out something, a snippet I think she had on IG. I liked it. It sounded like Playboy Cardi, but like it's to me, it's like, oh, I like this, but that I'm not a fan of. To me, is it was just too much going on. Like well, two, for me personally, two things personally. to what you were saying. Um, I think this album for Playboy Cardi, you can hear him a little bit more than some of his other tracks for sure. Like, you know what I mean? And understand what he's saying. And two, like Law was saying, like, I think, you know, for the most part, you're listening to it for the vibe. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like, it, to me, when I when I take my mind to that point in time, I'm like, oh, okay, like, what he's saying isn't as important. You know what I mean? Even though it's like, there's certain, there's certain songs where he's trying to get, you know, he's saying what he's saying or whatever, but I'm not looking for, like, 
Jay Electronica type lyricism from Playboy Cardi. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not, it's, me neither. Exactly. Somebody who's listened to Metallica, they're not listening to Metallica for the for what he's saying in the songs. Well, I can't to, speak for them. That's I don't think yeah, that's necessarily I was gonna true. Say, I was, yeah, I was going to say they, I think all of, I think, I think music in general and all genres has always been based off like the, the lyricism, right? No. Even in like, well, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Like in terms of like the masses, like a lot of people that listen to some of that stuff, even when it, even if it's like screamo and all of that type of stuff that we might not understand or headbanger music, like it, that stuff is saying something. It's not like they're just like yelling words that's like A, B, C. No, it's like they're saying something. It might not be something we can relate to. And in terms of like what Playboy Cardi does, I think the music here that he does, it's just, for me, it's just, he might be saying something and I might just not be understanding it. And I might just, because of that, I might not be able to vibe to it. Like you said, I'm a, more of a boom pap type of person. But, like I'm but, looking, I'm listening for that. I'm like listening for a message. Yeah, yeah but I feel like you could relate to Playboy Cardi more than you, you, you don't what? think you can. Yeah. No. What? Believe it or not, I think you can. And what, what? a certain I'm not gonna say it publicly for the listen for <laughs> gotcha, you know gotcha, gotcha, for gotcha, the professional gotcha. sake, but like <laughs> I I actually think that all three of us can kind of relate to Play Bacardi with at least one thing. At least one thing is some of the things he's talking about. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking, but we can all agree, you know, without a shadow of doubt, he's not a good rapper and his lyricism is is bottom of the totem pole type shit. But when I'm listening to this dude, like others, massive amount of others, we're not listening to him for a great 16 bars. We're listening to him because it's like, we want to just space out or we just want to hear a good sound. We're not focusing on a message. That's what his, that's what his music is like. I, I have to think of a lot of these artists like, hey, you're not the, your traditional rapper. Like, and we spoke about this off mic before, like 90% of these rappers who are out nine day, nowadays aren't your traditional rappers. And like, we can get further into it another time, but like, it's, yeah. I just don't necessarily think of him like that. I mean, honestly, he falls more in line with like, you could even say like a young thug future, whatever the case is, but like, he's not like let's just say a dmx or like some of these other rappers that came in like you know our past eras you know what i mean he's he's one of the new ones so it's okay personally to me yeah and even then like the reality is even for those guys like they they probably weren't considered traditional rappers to the era that came before them so like in turn like when you listen like i sent you guys that video with melly mel and he had his opinions on like rap music today and yeah. like he was, and his opinions were based off like artists from like the past 20 years. Like the ones that we consider like traditional GOAT status rappers. So like, I think it's, it's all based off like how the tides change and like we pass the guard from one, one, one level set to a new level set. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm not knocking Playboy Cardi. Uh, um, to each his own. He's just not my cup of tea personally. Uh, I've, I just not my personal cup of tea. I'll put it like that. I know I did listen to Miguel. He put out an album or an EP, Art Dealer Chic. I don't know if you guys heard it, but it was pretty uh, dope also. I listen, I actually listened to it. I don't know if you guys knew, but I am a Miguel fan. I do like Miguel. I, oh, I, I, yes, I do like him. And um, 
when I, I listened to it and I was just like, man, I wish he put out an album. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wish. But I do like Miguel. Ever since he did the, you know, the atomic leg drop on that girl at the concert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yo, he kicked the shit out of that girl. That shit was crazy. I was like, wow. I was just kind of like, yo, who is this guy? I need to check him out. <laughs> Jeez, man. Talk about coffee in the morning. Yeah. Nah, like I nah, Miguel, he's a um interesting guy. I can't say that. Like I did, I did have the same desires though, where it was like, yo, I wish this guy would put out a this. I wish this would have been an album. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm still waiting for like I've I've given up hope now. But when Mel, Miguel had did the the weekend song by yeah. SZA. Yeah, the cover to that. I'm still waiting for him to put that out. To be honest with you, but that's never going to come at this point. So, but I wish that would have been an album at least. Shouts out to Miguel, man. Shouts out. Shouts out to Miguel. Very talented guy. Art dealer, art dealer, chic four. For anybody listening, go check that out. So, yes, sir. We got anything uh, else for the listeners? Uh, before we close out, um, just wanted to say rest in peace, Black Rob. Yes. Um, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, recipes to him. Another uh, rap game, notable rap game guy from Bad Boy and unfortunate passing. So definitely recipes to him. Recipes to his his fam. I mean, not not recipes to his family. You guys want to condolences to his family. Condolences to his supporters and fans because uh, you know it's very unfortunate. So. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like the same week span as the passing of DMX. So, and we only knew about it because he was on a hospital bed saying, "Yo, uh, rest in like send my prayers to DMX and please yeah. pray for me." So, yeah, it's crazy to think about it like that. It's it's unfortunate that he passed. The song that I comes to mind when I think of Black Rob is it's that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like the one from like the I think what is it the Bad Boy album? You know what I'm talking about, right, Spence? Um, that's crazy. You never heard that song before? I think I've heard it once. I'm I wasn't a huge I listened to Black Rob's album like maybe once or twice, his full album once or twice. But like I was I knew him like he was like one of those artists that like as a kid I just knew him for whoa. Like Yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say that. He that's that's what I knew him for. Um I didn't really listen to his stuff by himself. And uh I'm not hating or nothing like that because, you know, I can't really speak on his career as if if he was really dope or not. But what I will say is he was memorable for that Woe song. And I know he was part of the Bad Boy family. So he, you know, he was legitimate in some facet. So it's just for him to pass the way he did. It's just, you know, rest in peace. So Yeah, RIP to him, man. Like, it's, it's very unfortunate. Um, if Do you guys have anything else to say to the listeners? That's all I have for y'all. Other than drink your water, stay safe, and look both ways before you cross the street. And please wear a mask and sanitizer. And definitely uh, tune in to the next episode next week. You know, we have more fun topics to talk about. Nigel, uh, close us out for the listeners. And uh, thank you all. Thank you to all the jabronis and the monkeys in the truck for listening to us. You can follow us at Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram, Highly Advised Podcast on YouTube, Advise Highly on Twitter. You can follow Lau at Big Cozy Too Cozy. You can follow 
Spence at st.kitch, and you can follow me at relaxing, no G underscore Jackson. You guys have been highly advised. We will see you next time. Be safe and enjoy your time. You've been highly advised. <laughs>